0: Kurt Sandvig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to have a discussion about Christianity and UFOs, Christianity and the paranormal, with author Richard D. Lewis. Now, he wrote a book called The Paranormal Christian, Bridging the Gap Between Unusual Experiences and the Biblical Worldview. More about that in a minute. But first, as always, we have shout-outs. Okay, for the first couple of minutes of this episode, actually basically through Paranormal News, I had my settings wrong. I had it set to the webcam microphone and not my nice, new, completely professional setup microphone. So, I apologize. It's going to sound really funky through Paranormal News, then it's going to go right into the interview and the interview goes back to the good microphone that I had pre-recorded. I had the I did the interview with him prior to this intro and everything. So I apologize for the audio through paranormal news. I'm gonna listen to it. If it's really, really bad, I think I'm gonna have to re-record. I hope I don't have to re-record. Because that was like a good 20-something minutes of, you know, paranormal news and topics and talking and warnings about this episode. So fingers crossed, it'll be. Decent enough for you guys can listen to it. That's right. We have shout outs going out to Dustin, Matthew, Alicia, Derek, Becca, Joshua, Alexis, Jen, Elizabeth, Voidtech, Steve, Sherry, Artmuffin, Trudy, Tim, Kenneth, Paul, Ricardo, Damian and Daniel, Jasmine, Ian, Eric, Brandon, Jen, Ale- Alexandra, Simon, Eek, George, Connie, Seth, Christine, Jason, Hayden, Cindy, Kim, Adam, Ashley, Erie the Cat, Fran, what's that? Ian, Carrie, Ezra, Robin, Will, Carrie, Jim, Kelly, Lauren, and Phil Mangano, Tanya, Donald, Chris, Brandon, April, Seth, Isabel, Audra, Dorian, Cindy, Dorian, and Isaac, Cindy, Bob, Sean, Bishop, Cole, our monsters, Paula, Alicia, Jerry, Leo, Austin, Lindsey, Han, Jennifer, Megan, Aaron, Amy, Jeff, T, Harley, Suzanne, Joe, Lawrence, Lauren, McCune, hey, howdy, hi, how, Lily, Veronica, Nick, Autumn, J-Mark, Carolyn, Martin, Darth, Darth Pikachu. Oh, I love that one. Darth Pikachu, Nanashi, Megan, Heidi, Kira, Pablo, Chuck, Laura, Rutho, Todd, Jamie, and Elijah Hendrickson. Juliana, Dan, Laura. And GamerFan. With, again, a very special shout-out to Joe Teague. Alrighty, with that out of the way, let's get right in to Paranormal News. Now, again, I didn't load up any Paranormal News music because I'm not that smart. So let's try, is it this one? Paranormal News. Sure, why not? The first story of Paranormal News. Did a UFO buzz the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse? Well, Outer Banks photographer Wes Snyder caught something unusual while shooting video last week at the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse. Amid a scattering of stars... An object moves past. An object no one has been able to positively identify. They say, is this a UFO? Well, as always, I like to wait to watch the video right about now. Funky music. I see a lighthouse. Watch here at 10 seconds. Okay. Oh, whoa, what the hell? Hold on, I gotta rewind that. Watch there, 10 seconds. Jesus Christ. All right, something does zip past just above the tree lines. But it's this time lapse. So it could be anything. It could be a plane. Like, if this was in real time. All right, it's going to watch again slower. All right. All right, stop. Stop. All right, if this was in real time, this thing flies by in a second. Boom, it's gone. From right to left, bottom right-hand corner, right above the tree lines. But... This is time-lapse photography. It could be a a slow-moving plane. It could be a helicopter. It could even be a meteorite. So, I mean, technically, yep, it's a UFO. Do I think this is a an alien UFO? No, no, I do not. I do not. Alrighty, let's move on to the next story, which is way more UFO stuff, way better UFO, real UFO stuff you can now explore the CIA's entire collection of UFO documents online. That's right, thousands of pages of declassified records are available for everyone. I'm so excited about this. 2,780 pages of the CIA documents detailing the, government's en- the government entities' findings on unidentified flying objects are now available for anyone to read and download. As Brandon Spector reports for Live Science, The collection features UFO-related records declassified by the CIA since the 1980s. Now, they said there are some newly digitized documents said by the said by the BIA, no, said by the CIA to represent the entirety of its UFO collections, and they did so just by everybody can do it. You can do it. It's the Freedom of Information Act requests. They did. uh, They spent years. Sending in Freedom of Information Act requests about UFOs, about people involved with the UFOs as much as they could. And they got a ton of stuff back. Absolutely incredible stuff back. In other recent UFO news, the CIA itself separately uploaded dozens of downloadable records about UFO sightings. Uh, I told you about this one, I think it was last week's episode. Uh, Again, it's part of the Freedom of Information uh, Act electronic reading room. The file span from the 1940s through the early 1990s. And even more so, I talked about this one as well. There's also within 180 days of the bill's ratification. Oh, I guess, it, I guess the timer hasn't started then. Oh, that's a bummer. In 180 days of the bill's ratification, officials from the Department of Defense and Intelligence Agencies must submit a report to the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Service Committees on unidentified aerial phenomena. That's right, UFOs, UFOs, and more UFOs. Whoa, and dramatic music for this next story. Up next in paranormal news, strange FM signal discovered coming from one of Jupiter's moons. NASA recently extended the life of two of its planetar- planetary discovery missions, including the Juno mission to Jupiter. Now it's come to light. Juno has discovered an FM signal emanating from one of the gas giant moons, Ganymedes. And it actually has, I'll play that stuff back up. Let me turn that back on for you. Here is uh, the FM signal coming from Ganymede. Oh, wait, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. Hold on, sorry. uh, I guess they didn't post a, a thing of it, but they're saying that the discovery is not an indication of extraterrestrial life, but it is fascinating nonetheless, given it's the first time it's been discovered coming from a celestial satellite. Now, they're very clear. NASA is very clear to say it's not E.T. It's a natural function. But there's a lot of people that are saying This is something that has never, ever been heard before anywhere. And all of a sudden, we're getting these decametric radio waves, frequencies between 10 and 40 megahertz, but never above 40 uh, megahertz. Electrons spiraling in Jupiter's magnetic field are thought to be the cause of the radio noise we hear, but we don't know what it is. So is it definitely aliens? No, no, it's not. Is it probably not aliens? Yes, it probably is not. But, really really cool i love the fact that they discovered strange fm signals from a moon of jupiter all righty up next in paranormal news british columbia bigfoot group examines possible sasquatch sightings then says the tracks were made by a moose womp womp hey i i'm gonna be real brief on this one that's the crux of the story sorry guys it was a moose it's not bigfoot but a set of tracks, thought to be that of Bigfoot, uh, in the British Columbia's southern interior last month, freaked people out, startled everywhere. The sighting was quick, but they eventually made their way back and looked for tracks. They said, we found it. We, we spotted Bigfoot. We, we got the tracks. Let's go after them. And it turned out to belong to a moose. That's it. Just a moose. Uh, there was a guy from the Bigfoot uh okanagan spokesperson leon thompson he said that the group did indeed visit the site days after the tracks and days after the sighting and they said they used scientific methods to ensure they know what they're looking for and he noted that the group includes people who are trained in a variety of different fields and professions and they said when we heard news about this report it was a few days after it was posted on another bigfoot site it was quite exciting for us because it was captioned as being the best Sasquatch trackways of 2020. And as we were so excited because the tracks were between six inches and snow to knee-high snow, and if the tracks and if there were tracks, we should be able to follow them for miles, even if they were covered in snow. So him and a, a small group went to the site. Terrible weather. We're pretty sure we knew what we're walking into, but we decided to use it as an educational opportunity for those who may be interested in Sasquatch to learn how to analyze and break things down and they said yep they were pretty quick to figure out they were not sasquatch sorry guys womp womp all righty up next in paranormal news i talked about another episode um another thing about this place last week netflix is launching a series about bizarre deaths of vancouver student of a bizarre death of a vancouver student at a los angeles hotel that's right. Now Netflix is getting into it, more of a true uh, true crime instead of the paranormal side of it. But they're going to the Cecil Hotel as well, which, yes, it does give me... Somebody commented, like, hey, maybe the door isn't closed on the Cecil Hotel. It's not exclusive to Zach Bagans. Maybe you can still get in there. This does give me hope. The show is called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel comes out on February 10th and it's all about Elisa Lamb and the very bizarre circumstances of her death and what led up to her death I'm very excited to watch that even without the paranormal part to it I am very very excited to watch that and see what they come up with all righty let me uh that's about does it for paranormal news let's take a quick break actually we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with more paranormal almanac Alrighty, we are back, and like I said at the beginning, this is going to be a very different episode, a very divisive episode. I'm warning you now. When I went into this interview, I did not expect this interview to be as religious as it was. I knew that I was interviewing an author named Richard D. Lewis. His book is called The Paranormal Christian, Bridging the Gap Between Unusual Experiences and the Biblical Worldview. I talked about it a little bit on a live episode. I really didn't know what to uh, what to expect. I've never met the guy. I've never talked to him prior to this. Um, I did read his book. I will say, it is a very interesting book. I didn't read all of it, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm a very busy man. i read a lot of it, though. A, oh, mo- the majority of it. It is a very very religious book. It throws the Bible in just about every sentence or God in just about every sentence and it throws the Bible and God into just about every sentence as does Richard in this interview way more religious than i expected not a i mean that might not be a bad thing it was still a very interesting conversation i'm still very happy that i had the conversation with him it's not a slam against richard at all that's just his take on this stuff but be prepared be very prepared if you're not interested in christianity or religion you might want to skip the rest of this episode i'm not going to lie to you Now, I didn't hold back any punches from him. I asked him questions and I pushed him on a couple of things. But I didn't want to make this a, I didn't want to make it an argument. I wanted it to be a conversation about Christianity and the paranormal. And the reason I wanted that, honestly, is because I get more hate mail. I talk about it in the interview with him. I get more hate mail from Christians than I do from anybody else. Christians saying that I'm going to hell, that I'm, I'm working with the devil. I'm one with the devil. That I'm 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 lost cause, and I should embrace myself to God and Jesus. And how dare I talk about the paranormal? And the entire paranormal is nothing but demons, and I'm a demon. And blah 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 blah. I hope they they hope I die and everything. Very Christian attitude, if you you know, if I don't say myself. But but I still wanted to have a conversation about Christianity and The Paranormal, and I thought this was a perfect guess to do it. Do I think I got anything um relevatory out of it? Not really, I'll be honest with you. I really didn't. I walked into it with a very skeptical believer. A I don't believe that any religion is 100% right. Any religion has gotten God right. That's just my opinion. And he went into it hoping that anybody that reads the book will go to Christianity can still believe in the paranormal but really open their hearts to God. So two very different hopes or or entries into this conversation but we walked out of the conversation just as courteous as we walked into it. I I apologized if he thought I was uh being argumentative and he didn't. He said I wasn't. He said he had a nice conversation. I think I think we had a nice conversation as well. But it is very religious. I did not leave this conversation going, yeah, he is right. I I do need to open myself up more to Jesus Christ and only Christianity and the one true God and whatever. I didn't. I'm just being honest. And I kind of said that to him as well after during the interview and after the interview. Um but it still was a very interesting conversation. It's a very interesting topic. I will I will go I will say that to the end of the days. It is a very interesting topic to talk to somebody about religion and the paranormal. And I know I'm probably going to get even more hate emails or hate or people hating me and thinking I'm the devil. So for those people, don't listen to this episode or only listen to Richard's side of this episode or just buy Richard's book, The Paranormal Christian, Bridging the Gap Between Unusual Experiences and the Biblical Worldview. That might be as... Far down into the paranormal well as you need to go. Far down the rabbit hole that you need to go. For everybody else, this was my warning. I know it was a very long warning. But again, this might not be the episode for you. It might be a little bit too religious. It might be a little bit too Christian. It might be a little bit too like you feel like you're in church. Because I really did. I'll be honest. I felt like I was in church for a lot of this interview. But... I hope you enjoy it. If you do listen to it, I really hope you enjoy it. Again, I thank Richard for coming on the show for sticking to his guns. He stuck to his guns through the whole conversation. And like I said, it was just a conversation. It was two people having an adult conversation about religion and the paranormal. And I think he's a very nice guy. I think he's very well-spoken. I hope you guys like it. So with that really long intro out of the way... Let's jump right into the conversation in progress with Richard D. Lewis. Once again, his book, The Paranormal Christian, Bridging the Gap Between Unusual Experiences and the Biblical Worldview. Thank you again, Richard, for coming on the show. I would like to have you back on the show in a future episode, depending on how many hate, mails or, uh, hate emails or death threats I get from this one. Thank you so much. Enjoy, guys. Well, hey, I read your I read the uh, majority of your book. I, I'll, I'll be right up front, honest. I didn't finish it, but um, okay. I really enjoyed what I read. It's a different take on the paranormal, and uh, I do a live show every you know once a week as well. Since I'm you know locked down in quarantine, and I mentioned to everybody that I was going to be interviewing you and a little bit about your book, and it was a really. Interesting reaction. There was a lot of people because I can I can read the chats and they can, you know, interact with me during the live show. And they were really intrigued about how you could possibly broach the paranormal and the religious without just peeving everybody off. You know, it's, it's a <laughs> fine
1: line. Yes, sir. It's a delicate balancing act, that's for sure.
0: Oh yeah. So what? All right. So let's just jump in. So what? What made you decide to to get into this topic? Because, like I said, it can it can be very divisive. It could anger your religious friends, and it can anger your paranormal friends.
1: It's very true. Well, the very name is enough to anger many of my uh, friends in the church. Uh, the paranormal Christian. Oh yeah. And uh, I knew that it would be polarizing, and that's really why I chose it. Because first off supernatural, uh, is part of the, it's, it's, it's replete in the biblical testimony, you know, from cover to cover, the Bible is filled with the supernatural. And, uh, what is the supernatural? Well, the supernatural is that, which is uh, unexplained, you know, and that's what the paranormal is, but actually paranormal and supernatural, they mean the same thing. So I decided that I would take and borrow the common parlance, uh, the paranormal is a very exciting, uh, interesting topic that many people are interested in, uh, whether religious or non-religious. And I decided to uh, co-opt that word because, really, if, if not, then you've allowed the forces of darkness to co-opt that word. So why should anything and everything uh, that goes bump in the night be attributed to to the devil, to Satan, to sure. evil forces? You know, uh, in that case, you're, you're saying that uh, the darkness is, is more powerful than the light. And I say it's not. I say that God is sovereign over all things. And um, the paranormal, in fact, until we know if something is supernatural, the supernatural implies from God and his agency. So until, and a lot of times we don't know that a paranormal thing happens. Uh, first of all, is it explainable? Uh, but if it's not, if it's paranormal and we, we haven't found a rational, logical explanation, which is the first thing we should do from a kind of a skeptical uh, point of view. Yeah. But once we move past that, We don't know oftentimes if it's from God's agency or not. So I say, let's just call it the word of the day. Let's just call it paranormal because that's all that it is.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the the approach that I take with a lot of my stuff is uh, I'm a skeptical believer. I I tell people that there is, you know, try to debunk everything that you can possibly debunk. And what's left is the unexplained and the unexplained. In my opinion, I think the paranormal will be explained by science eventually. We just don't have a concept of it yet. We're just not there yet. And, you know, whether it be science or religion or whatever, if people just keep an open mind to the paranormal, quote-unquote the paranormal, that I think it'll help everybody get a grasp on this. Because everybody you know, everybody, whether they want to admit it or not, they're even the hardcore skeptics want to say, all right, maybe ghosts could be real. I don't believe them. Maybe the afterlife is real. I don't believe it. You know, you, you get those real hardcore skeptics or atheists or whatnot, but in the back of their mind, there's always that question, that what if it's real? I do think it's interesting that you said that you think that the supernatural is proof of God or whatever, I apologize, whatever you said about that. I mean, you know, the definition of supernatural is attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature um, I don't know if it necessarily attaches itself to God. That's a very interesting take on the term supernatural, but I can get what you're saying with that.
1: Yeah, the, you know that's true. Uh, the issue with the skeptics are that the true, and I don't mean skeptic in the sense that we should be skeptical. Like as a as a Christian, um, a paranormal or a paranormal Christian, I don't look uh, for demons uh, under every rock. So I don't I don't imagine that every light in the sky is an alien. Uh, Extraterrestrial, but uh, however, there are some unexplained things. Now, when it comes to science, uh, the more science explains things, uh, that doesn't threaten me. That doesn't threaten God's testimony because God is the exploration. uh, Science is the exploration of God, or the understanding of God, or the understanding of how God does things. In my opinion, as a Christian, but um, but this question of the paranormal, the skeptics. A true devout skeptic, you know, you can't prove it to them, and that's the thing. A lot of times, they they want to say, you know, prove to me that ghosts are real, prove to me that God is real. You can't prove anything to a skeptic because even if they see the paranormal right in front of them, they, you know, they'll think that it's, um, you know, chemicals in their brain firing and or whatever. They'll think they're hallucinating. They'll think they've lost their minds. So if you're if you're a devout a skeptic. Then um, then it's kind of tough. But, you know, there's an old saying, I'm a military veteran as, as well. And uh, there are no atheists in a foxhole. You know, that's the. Sure. Saying. Oh, yeah. And I know that saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when, when you're in trouble, suddenly you, you start to reach out. you got to reach out for something. And uh, uh, that's how a lot of people find God, actually. Sure. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, uh, there was there was a quote that I liked in your book that, uh, talking about the pandemic and about how, you know, the pandemic has brought a lot of people to be religious because you're trapped at home. You're scared of family members dying or you dying or whatever. And a lot of people do tend to pray. So I can, I can get behind that now. I obviously, um, I mean, I I definitely believe in something. I will tell you straight up front. I don't think that any religion is right. I don't think any one religion has gotten it all right. So I hope that you don't mind that we're going to differ in that aspect. Um, But I respect your right to believe what you believe. Now, that being said, what is your feeling about people that have different beliefs than yours, different religions than yours, uh, like Muslims, Hindus, whatever? What is your opinion on, on, on that? Is it, is it open-minded or is it no Christianity is the
1: only way? Well, first of all, um, I respect your, your rights and your freedoms uh, to have religion or to have no religion, both as an American and as, uh, as a Christian uh, patriot. Because um, that—that's a, I think, a fundamental human right is the right to express one's religion how they will. So, in my viewpoint, as a Christian, I believe that each individual's Christian uh, uh, experience or whatever uh, religious spiritual experience is something that's between them and God. Okay. Uh, whatever, whatever you may or may not think that God is, but God, I believe, is much bigger than uh, any division that we've come up with, whether it be the many denominations of Christianity. Or even the other religions, um, Hinduism, the Muslim faith, um, you know, any type of faith that's out there, Buddhism. I feel like God has revealed Himself to us through all these religions, okay. And I see no reason not to have an um, to share an ecumenical um, fellowship with with all human beings because we're all brothers and sisters. We're all children of God on this earth. Now that's not to say that I don't believe in the Bible because I do. I do believe that. Uh, the Bible is true. I believe that uh, Jesus Christ is the Messiah. I believe in the centrality of Christ and the Christian God as revealed in the Bible. But um, God is too big to be defined by any closed-minded dogma. And uh, the more we think we understand, the more the, um, the more the matrix unravels and we start seeing there's more to the, you know, I mean, well, we, you know, uh, wait, wait a minute. The earth is not the center of the universe. Well, wait a minute. The, the sun, our solar system isn't even the center of the universe. Wait a minute, our galaxy? is. You know, yeah. the more we the more we learn, the more we learn that we don't know. But God is bigger, way bigger than all of that. So uh, God is safe. The Bible is safe. And it's safe for Christian believers to understand that there's nothing wrong with you if you're interested in the paranormal. It's just the way the cosmos works. It doesn't mean that you're bad or evil. Sure. And for those people who are not Christians, who are open-minded, I'm, t- I'm standing forth as uh, someone representing uh, Christianity that can say to you, hey, You know, we don't have to be at odds with each other. Um, If you're interested in this stuff, I mean, you want to find out more about the paranormal, read the Bible, because the Bible is filled with it.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, just look at, oh what is it, Von Doniken's book, Chariots of the Gods. I mean, that was based on scriptures from the Bible and other religious texts, obviously. But, so I mean, you're right. There is a lot of paranormal that's in the Bible. Now, you mentioned earlier something about, uh, you know, lights in the sky. Is it possibly extraterrestrials? The Pope, in the past few years, said that there can be extraterrestrials that doesn't mean that there is no god. What was your what do you, what are your opinions first of all on extraterrestrials? Do you believe in them? Do you not believe in UFOs? And then what do you also think about the fact that there might be other life forms out there and the pope is accepting of them?
1: Well, I think it's very telling first of all that the that the that the pope came out with that statement a few years ago. I believe it was in 2014. He was talking about baptizing aliens and uh that made headlines around the world. Yeah. And so you have to wonder, does the Vatican know something that we don't, that the rest of us haven't oh, learned yeah. yet? Oh, yeah. Uh, they've definitely invested in science. In fact, the church has always been a patron of science. The church actually gets a really bad rap in that sense. but
0: Well, the church actually stopped a lot of science back in the day, but I'm thinking you mean that it's moving towards being more science-based. I hope that's what you mean.
1: But um, yeah, there's uh, some very serious uh, scientists in the church. They've got the, uh, the Vatican Observatory. They're, they're very deeply invested in this. Um, as far as, is there alien life out there? Well, I, I you know, we don't really know now that doesn't mean that, th- that it is, or that it isn't. I have an open mind about it. When I look around the earth around me and I see the diversity in the, in the, uh, the land and the sea and, and from the, uh, from the level of microbes to the macro to, uh, to the cosmos, I see diversity and variety everywhere. So it seems to me just anecdotally, that God, who is a, is a, is not just a mathematician, but a master artist and, and, and enjoys beauty because he creates beauty all around us and diversity. So it seems to me like that would be his way would be to, I mean, we have a hundred, something like a hundred billion star systems in our galaxy, in our galaxy. And there's a hundred billion galaxies at least. So, um, it just seems like a lot of wasted real estate. But that's just anecdotally, because really, life is a miracle. So uh, we shouldn't even be here. Is that You ask me, should aliens be here? Are there aliens? Well, we shouldn't even be here either. But guess what? We are. Sure. So just as anecdotally, logically, I would like to think that there are, but we really don't know. The Bible definitely doesn't say that there isn't. But you know, there are extraterrestrials. We know that because, uh, and this is where Eric Von Deniken and I would agree, but also disagree, because I don't think the extraterrestrials, as revealed in the Bible, are necessarily uh, uh, biological entities, uh, although who's to say what uh, the, the other realms, the other spiritual realms are like, because perhaps they are physical in their lack of physicality. You know, maybe they're more real than this than this realm. You know, it's kind of like the matrix. Sure. I think the ma- I think the matrix uh, as a film is a great uh, metaphor for the spiritual world. I think, in fact, maybe this earth plane is the matrix. We're actually in the matrix and oh, the are spirit you, world. Do you believe that yeah. we're in
0: a simulation right now?
1: Because there's a lot of people that do a lot. Oh, if we're it's no that. Well, I mean, I, I, yes, we're definitely in a simulation. Uh-huh. That's so that's been proven. I mean, they've they have found algorithms that are in there. But to me, that just opens up uh, my mind to the mysteries of God and how He and how He designed and created everything. But yeah, this this is a simulation. You know, this is um, this is the Matrix and the the heavenly realm as revealed in in Christianity. Uh, that is, uh, to me, the real, that's that's the real world so that why, we come from.
0: why would they put us in a simulation then? That, who are who, Wait, first of all, who is they that put us in the simulation and, and why are we in a simulation? You said that there is proof. Um, I've not read of any proof that we're, you know, definitively that there's simulations. There's a lot of people out there that are way smarter than me that have tried to determine if we're in a simulation <laughs> and said probably mathematically we could be, but nothing proof. So I'm very curious about this.
1: Well, you'll find the answers in my book, The Paranormal Christian. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give away any spoilers or anything, but um, yes. So basically the designers are the ones that, uh, that, um, that put us in, in this, uh, but we also put ourselves in this too, because we contribute to this, this too. The difference between this world and the film, The Matrix, uh, in our reality and that reality is in the film, The Matrix, The Matrix is a prison and in our reality the earth realm this this that we're in is it's a it's a school you know it's a place for us to learn how to how to love one another how to get along and uh i mean you know you don't have to look far outside your your doorstep to see that we're not learning that very well or we repeat a lot of the same mistakes and we're still trying to learn but who are the designers well um you know if you you, genesis one and one is 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 where you use for is the first indicator you know it says in the beginning god right sure everything else comes from that so there there had to be an uncaused cause right there had to be we've learned from science that there's an irreducible singularity from which the uh universe emerged so you go beyond that you find god and then you find the designers and he speaks in terms of we you know let us make man in our own image so does that mean that there were other gods I would say yes, but there is a great God, the uncaused cause. There has to be. Logic demands it. And wait, wait, um, why
0: does logic wait? I'm sorry. I I, I apologize for keep interrupting you, but why does logic demand that? I'm sorry. I don't, I'm confused.
1: Well, it's just basic logic um, that every effect must have a cause. And so if you trace it back far enough, there must therefore be an uncaused cause. There has to be a God for everything else to come from, because at some point it has to stop. There has to be, there has to be an agency by which everything uh, comes forth. So that's the uncaused cause that's God. He said, let us make man in our image. Now the church differs on various interpretations. Some people think the plural means the, uh, the, the, the triunity of, of, of God, father, spirit son. Sure. Um, I, you know, personally look at it as most of the people in the church mm-hmm. do that. It's the angels. Um, and you know, the thing about angels is you don't have to think of angels in terms and you shouldn't because they're very different beings that are angels. They're, they're very, they're, they're not like these naked babies with wings. Uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're cosmic beings and they're, and they vary in, in power and majesty from the very, from the thrones that are, you know, that uh, the choirs that surround the creator, and all the way down to your guardian angel, you know, there's there's a hierarchy there, and with different and there are different types of beings in the uh, and in the in the world. You've got um, other spirits and things too that 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 we see that are that are involved as well. But yeah, so that's I think the we that that is being um, okay. revealed to us there in Genesis.
0: All right, uh, so so they put us into this simulation to like a school, like you said. Um, but the ultimate goal is to move past this body into a different entity or are you talking just referring to, we live here, we die, we go to heaven. What do we, what do you, what do you mean? I apologize. I'm just trying to get to that, that, that nitty gritty of what you think the simulation's purpose is. Cause like a lot of people think that the simulation is just that we've reached a point with computers, not yet, but we will, they will reach a point with computers where we can run a simulation that is completely indistinguishable from reality, and that there's a possibility that this simulation, this reality is that simulation, that at some point we did hit that crux, and now it's, the simulation is indistinguishable from reality. So, uh, you know, walk me through, why do you think that, where, where do you think we're going? Do you think we're learning here to go to heaven? Do you think we're learning here... Why are we all different ages when we die? I'm just kind of confused. Not that I think you have the answers. Please don't let me think that, you know, I don't want you to think that I, I expect you to have the answers to the afterlife. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you broached the topic, well, so I'll figure it, I'll just you, jump on that.
1: Well, that's, and that's the challenge with the afterlife, isn't it? Because, um, you know, even if you go to the, the other side, um, you don't necessarily have the, you um, the hardware capability to download the software. So, you know, uh, you see that like, for example, there's a, uh, Paul talks about an experience that he had um, some call it a vision. It sounds a lot like a near death experience to me, what we would call commonly a near death experience. And I've met enough people who have had these or researched it or people that literally practice um, astral travel and things like that to, to, to believe that there are some genuine experiences that are happening out there, especially with, the commonalities of the near, the near death experiences. But uh, when Paul describes it in the Bible, he says that there's things too wonderful for him to reveal. Like he can't, he can't even say it. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's almost like grasping at a dream that's like fading from your memory. So, so to your point, it's, it's really, it really is tough uh, uh, to describe what the, what the other side is uh, until we go there. And usually when we go there, we don't come back Sure, um, unless we come back in another life. And that's a, probably another discussion for the for a whole different time but um but yeah it's it's it is mysterious and uh that's why the bible talks about you know pearly gates and streets of gold crystal sea i'm not sure that these that these uh things are really are really made of gold or 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 pearls or crystal i think it's more of like the shimmering otherworldly nature of this beautiful reality that that we that we aspire to so yeah i think I think day to day, you know, it's more about like, who has God put in front of you? Who's, who's right around you? That's, that's who you're here to to deal with. That soul group that you're around. Um, even enemies, you know, um, there's a parable that says, choose your, choose your enemies well, because they will define you. I mean, it's all about learning to, to get along with each other, to love each other. Um, you know, Paul talks about, uh, the gifts of the spirit and how, and the different ones and and what's great and what's not great. And he talks about that all these things will pass away, but the greatest of these is love. So, uh, God is the God of love. And that is, uh, I think the ultimate goal for us here on the earth. Um, you know, like I say, I believe in Jesus Christ as the central, uh, Messiah. Um, I believe that he's, uh, that his, um, salvation is for everyone. And, um, all you have to do is not reject it. And that's what the Bible teaches. Sure, sure. So but, anybody that's that's open to it, but getting you know, back it's to the question
0: though, what about all right? So the simulation, why why do you think that they have created simulation? If God is truly all powerful, I'll go down this road with you. If God is truly all powerful, why create a simulation? Why not just create man and then there you go, there's your man, there's your there's your whole world. I, I populated this earth for you. I gave you a bunch of animals, there's your man. Why the simulation
1: part of it though? Well, you know, because we have to have choices. We have to we have to have evil and bad in order to But God know gave the us difference. free will. Right. That's exactly right. And that's exactly why we need this, is because we need to be able to decide things for ourselves. We need to be able to experience uh pain to be able to know what what um and loss to be able to know what what uh um good is and what happiness and joy is and that's all the things that we get to do in this earth plane um i would say that an all powerful god would not want to have um you know automatons he would want to to have a creation that would choose to follow him that would that would sure, choose the right that's the path free that will we'll part of it,
0: but that's the free right. will part of it but it doesn't mean to be but the, but see that just that's why my, that's my question is like you're right, god created man boom you, there you go there's earth There's all these creatures. You have free will, but where, why do you think that, you know, that there's a simulation that needs to be involved in that process?
1: Well, I think um, the, the part of the simulation is that the whole entire universe is 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 the simulation. Why? All that we know of the natural is the simulation. The entire fabric of time and space is the simulation. And see, that's where God. And, and his agency exists outside of time and space. And that explains how we have intuition and synchronicities and many of the miracles that we have, because a lot of times it's just tricks of time and space, because again, getting back to the uncaused cause for, for you to create, for the creators, for God, the designer, to create this reality that we're in, he, which consists of time and space, he has to exist outside of time and space, which means that he can see simultaneously the beginning from the end. In the Bible, God says, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. That's also why he could be so patient with us, too, because he doesn't view us from our uh, present evolution state, but how we're going to end up. He knows all all of it from, from beginning to end.
0: Okay. OK, well, let's 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 switch gears off the simulation then, because um, I'm, I'm still I still can't get my head around that. But that's OK. Now, that's totally fine. So they I, for anybody joining, I don't know why you'd join in the middle of a podcast. I'm talking about the paranormal <laughs> Christian bring, bridging the gap between unusual experiences and the and the biblical work work view. Now, do you think that an atheist could read your book with an open mind?
1: If if it's an open minded atheist, I mean, uh, you, yeah, but your uh, book
0: I, is uh, very heavy, and you must admit that your book is very heavy with the religion, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's what the bo- the point is: the paranormal Christian. But your book is very heavy in the paranormal, um, uh, with with religion and the paranormal. So, do you think like an atheist could accept some of the the connections that you make between the paranormal and Christianity?
1: So first of all, there's probably a lot of Christians that won't be able to accept uh, what, what I've written. The, yeah. My book is for people of all walks of life with an open mind. And you're right, it is uh, it is a Christian book. I mean, it is religious, but what I'm trying to show is that this modern concept of the paranormal that we understand is actually – has already been revealed to us through the Bible, which is an inherently paranormal book. So for the, uh, for the atheists, I would say they would have to be an open-minded atheist in terms of being open-minded to spiritual experiences, which there are some. There are some who are not but there's also Christians who aren't open to the paranormal or the supernatural either. I they think have more so. A,
0: I think more Christians aren't open to the paranormal than say like an atheist or someone from a the scientific. There's, I mean, you get both sides. Someone who's really having right. in the, in the uh, science, like Neil deGrasse Tyson that wants nothing right. to do with the paranormal, but then you get someone right. who's very religious that wants nothing to do with paranormal. And they're for Truth. very different reasons.
1: Right. And in the case of one thing I like about Neil, uh, much like, me on opposite sides of the coin is we're both open-minded we're both uh he's uh he's an atheist for sure but he doesn't um he doesn't condemn people for having faith and believing in something yeah and i'm this and i'm the same way i don't condemn science at all i to me science is the the, uh, revealing of god's means you know and i love science i mean science is great um so yeah i would say to anybody that's interested in the paranormal in, in um the bible is a paranormal book try to those uh, see think the problem with religion is um uh, it's become a bad word you know people have so many as soon as you say the g word you know people have all these red flags they have these um these memories of childhood where they were um well god forbid something really bad happened to them in church but you know just the average person that maybe went to uh, some type of a uh, parochial school and maybe they had a, a mean teacher or something and to, who's not really walking in the light of Christ that's uh, mistreated them or you know um, whatever it is, there's a lot of guilt involved with with, uh, with it and you know the gospel of Jesus Christ is not uh, something that's meant to cause guilt. it's meant to free people from guilt. That's why it's called the gospel. that's why it's called the good news. you know Jesus is our, is our deliverer from all that stuff from all that all that baggage.
0: Sure. Okay. But do you think that, what do you think an atheist could get out of your book? Do you think that it would open their, what what would you hope they would get out of it? Do you hope that it opens their eyes to Christianity? Or do you think that it would prove more of the paranormal?
1: Well, um, my thought is that it all traces back to the source. It all goes back to the uncaused cause. It all goes back to God. And and the the and the faith revealed through uh through Christianity, through the Bible, and which we share, um, we share that common lineage with uh, with the, the, the people of the uh is the faith of Islam, the Jews. But like I said, I think God has revealed himself through all the religions, but now the atheist is saying, I'm I'm uh, not religious, okay? Yeah, I I wanna, don't believe in that.
0: That's exactly it. But they want to take atheist, that part out
1: of it. Well, I think that any any atheist that um, has an interest isn't truly completely atheist. They probably have some, they think there's something greater than themselves. They think there's uh, something to the mystical and they want to know more about it. Sure. So I, I would think, yeah, I would hope that it would lead them to, to, to faith in, in the God of the Bible, because I think that's what you'll discover. And I've met a lot of people in this walk um, uh, that, that that's how they actually came to faith is uh, they were atheists, but then they had some paranormal experiences. And once they started investigating those experiences, like they're like, this is, goes beyond what science is telling me. They suddenly find themselves uh, becoming uh, a person of faith. OK, so, yeah, that would be that would be what I would hope to see. All right. But um, I'm, my book is is there to provoke thought. It's just it's, it's, to, it's to, you know, um, it's for enjoyment. It's for enrichment. It's to it's to d- promote discussion. Sure. Uh, sure it's definitely sure. not meant to be polarizing or, or 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 splitting people apart i no, think no, it's no. going to bring people together
0: well all right so that was going to be my flip side of that question the flip side of that coin is what would you hope for a christian reading your
1: book what would you hope they would well, get out of it right so um what i would say is uh you know like uh, if you're a christian and your friend tells you that uh they're hearing footsteps at night you know don't immediately call for uh them to be committed to a hospital or uh (laughs) sure or 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 send over an exorcist with some holy water i mean um if you've got a friend that likes to burn sage because it's uh makes them feel like it's clear in their house and they and they're interested in gems and and they get they like the feeling of the energy of the flowers and the gems you know maybe they're not you know practicing witchcraft black magic you know i would just say like hey um just open up your your window a little bit and uh and realize that we're all God's children and people receive things from God in different ways. And he's revealed himself through the various means. And even through the flowers and the gems and the, and the, and the herbs and, and, and all of that stuff is all a part of the great creation. I feel like God is sovereign over all that stuff.
0: So you mentioned the, uh, there's a part of your book about mediums that again, I don't want to spoil it. If anybody wants to read the book, I don't want to spoil it, but, um, you mentioned mediums in your book. Do you, Why couldn't a medium's gift be be perceived as a gift from God, as proof of God's existence?
1: Yes, no, it very well could. See, here's the thing, and this is another thing that uh, that I want Christians to understand for sure is what I see, and what I'm trying to get across to folks is witchcraft and prophecy are basically the same thing, but they're two different sides of the same coin. So it all comes down to because really, what's the difference in a prayer and casting a spell? They're basically the same thing. So it's just where are you getting your knowledge from? Where are you putting your faith into? You know, if you're putting your faith into, um, you know, I mean, it's still, it, it, at the end of the day, it's still all within the providence of God, right? It's all within his agency. But that's the difference there. So the reason why where where the Bible is very clear about uh, not consulting mediums and yeah. certainly not to be a, not to be a medium, so um, that's all fine and good. It's because why are you going to um, lower lower vibration earthbound spirits, other things other than God when you can go straight to God for your answers? Um, but that's not to say that speaking to a spirit is evil. That's the difference. That's that's the fine line. Because like Paul said, he said test the spirits, you know, to see if they're from God. Well, how can you test the spirits if you don't speak to them. So while I don't consider myself a medium per se, because like uh, the the definition of, I mean, how can I go against my own faith? I can't do that, but I can't help it if a spirit taps me on the shoulder and wants to chat. And if that happens, I'm going to talk to them, you know? Sure. And there's nothing anti-Christian about that. Okay. So that's the go. fine line there.
0: Okay. That's, that's what I was getting at was there, there seems to be a very anti-Christian relationship with mediums. And that they right. should just accept the faith in God, but not the proof of God or proof of an afterlife.
1: Well, and and that's fine and good, but then what happens, um, how do you explain the fact that, um, wh- you know, your angel is speaking to you, and then what, you know, you're just going to ignore the angel? You should probably listen to the angel. What do you do when, uh, you know, almost every Christian I talk to has ghost stories in their families, Yeah, and they can't talk about this stuff at church. Most because most pastors are, aren't going to be open to it. The church, the church knows this stuff is real, but out of a preponderance of caution, they want you to stay away from this world because, you know, very bad things actually can happen. You can have spirits attached to you. You can even have demon attachments, things sure. like that, if you're not careful with this stuff. But at the same time, almost everybody I talk to that loses a close family member, like a father or a mother or, or God forbid, a child, almost every time they have experiences where they. The, the the person visits them in a dream or they see them at the foot of their bed yep. this crosses all cultures and religions and certainly includes Christians we all have these stories in our life yeah. I have certainly had it myself there's I've one that had, you brought I up
0: in your book I apologize to interrupt yeah. but there's one that you brought up in your book that gets brought up on my show a lot that a lot of people call in about and that's the coin finding coins and that is in yeah. every religion around the world yes. finding yeah. coins and that's yeah. the kind of stuff that I get really intrigued about when it's throughout time around the world different right. cultures all having these same shared oh, yeah. experiences
1: now yeah that's a that's an omen for sure
0: well sure exactly and 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 you know some people look at it I assume you would that that is proof of them coming to visit you from the afterlife or from God now do you think it's from that person in the afterlife do you think it's from God do you think it's from an angel what do you think that that coin means?
1: Well, so I don't think that Well, in you know, in Irish folklore, if you find, uh, and I'm from I- Irish descent, if you find uh, a, a penny, then uh, or a coin, then it's, it means it's an omen of good luck. Good luck and yeah. if you pass it, if you pass it along to someone else, the good luck will will go to both of you. So that's kind of like the common core belief, and that crosses cultures too. Um, the thing is, is I don't think there's a clear and fast rule. Like, um, I think oftentimes this might be the work of, of an angel, you know, uh, the same thing with feathers, you'll find feathers too. If you start yeah. looking for it, just start seeing that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't want to say that any, it's like, Oh, it has to be this spirit or that spirit. Um, if when it, when you start talking about manipulating physical space, um, it's, it's something that can, can happen. It's not something you should expect to see things flying around all the time. A lot of times things being moved are being moved maybe from a negative entity too. And I think some of these negative entities can be imposters to, to pose as good entities too. So you have to, you do have to be careful with all of those things. I mean um, I had uh, an issue with some, some poltergeist uh, years ago that I don't anymore. And uh, thank God, God delivered me from all that stuff. Uh, you and, you know, just some, this is some of the stuff I talk about in my book, mm-hmm. but um, I would come home from work and um, you know, and uh, all the cabinets in the house would be open, and I was living alone at the time. Sure, you know, and that's that's very shocking when it's dark and you turn on the lights and you see all the cabinets and all the door yep. and all the kitchen things open. And um, I would find uh, uh, I would find you know the sink full of pennies, things like that. Uh, that's pretty freaky. But at the same time, when I was um, finishing the manuscript for this book, the very day that I finished it, um, I I had to step across a penny that was right in the middle of the floor that wasn't there when I went into my bedroom. Yeah. So that to me was a good, omen of good luck. And, um,
0: well, why did you think the other one was bad or, or evil? Why couldn't the drawer, the doors being open and everything in the kitchen being open? Why couldn't that be a sign of, of God? I mean, like, you know, what made you think that that wasn't a good thing? Why did you label it
1: poltergeist? uh, Yeah. So, um, you, that's a good point, and and you're right. It could be, and that's why, like I, I like to call all this stuff paranormal because we don't know if it's from God or not. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but the angels uh, and and our and our departed loved ones, they don't want to scare us. So if it's something that's scary, um, that's not what they're after. If you, in fact, if you look in the Bible, almost every time an angel appears people drop to their knees in fear, you know, yeah. because imagine this 10 foot tall, 15 foot tall being cosmic being, it would be terrifying. They they almost always say fear not, you know, you'll see that. in well, the. Bible, that's what I was going to say, birth.
0: but they immediately say, Hey, don't, don't, don't fear me. And don't it be could afraid. Be, yeah. It could be just yeah. that the things opening up. Sure. It's startling. I, you know, I, if stuff sure. started moving behind me right now, I'd be startled, sure. but I would yeah. hope that I would be open enough to it that I could be not in fear of it. Like, Oh, this has got to be right. evil, that this could be something right.
1: good. Exactly. I, that's where I think is we don't want to draw any any hard lines in, in any of this stuff because what if it is um, a departed spirit, uh, maybe a relative or not that just uh, wants to say hello, or what yeah. if they maybe uh, are, are a little bit confused, maybe they need some help. You know, who just knows what it is. Trying to get your is? attention.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe they're, they're just trying, trying anything to get they your can. Attention.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And um, the more intuitive you are, the more spiritual you become. I think the more you're open to this kind of thing and then you become like, a, I think, a beacon, you know. So so and that's where you also that's a blessing and it can be a curse because you you attract. It's like, uh, you know, a light in the darkness attracts moss. So I think spirits are attracted to lights. So, you, you know, that could be. And, and again, like you said, it's not necessarily I don't want to condemn any spirit. And uh, like I said, I as a Christian. Paul said, test the spirits, you know, so that involves some, some that you have to have a conversation, you know, you have to speak to something to test it, you know, um, and, and and the Bible definitely says that. So there's nothing anti-Christian about, about that, that form of spirit communication. The problem gets is if you're like ignoring and neglecting God and the faith, just doing your own thing to give your own self power, you know, mastery over time and space outside of God's will, that's where it becomes witchcraft.
0: Okay, so this second time you brought up witchcraft in, in the negative. Um, now, there's a, a large amount of my listeners are Wiccan, which is, you know, right. witchcraft. And and sure. there's nothing, you know, negative or evil or satanic or anything about witchcraft. Now, there's a lot of stuff, um, you know, from back in the day in the 1800s where witchcraft was dumped into you. You must be a devil worshiper or, you know, in love with the devil or in bed with the devil. But um, why do you think that witchcraft is on the bad side of the coin?
1: Well, I'm well, okay. So let me qualify that. Uh, that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I have a lot of uh, friends uh, that, that are pagans and, th- and there's there are definite uh, levels to this game, you know. So uh, there is, I think, I, I believe there really is uh, black magic and Satanism and things like that um, various forms of it. Some, there are atheists who are Satanists. There are Satanists who really worship Satan um and i think there's all levels of that uh i'm not talking about your friendly pagans next door here you know like i said i'm irish so my lineage comes from the druidic uh peoples sure. uh of europe and and so um i think uh, most witchcraft is basically um um intention you know setting intention is really what's happening which i think is what's prayer what prayer is the the when I use, when I'm, when I, when I've mentioned it a couple of times, I'm talking about it in the, in the form of, of it, that how kind of the Bible is where the Bible warns against it. And that is where you're, you're, you're doing things outside of, you're doing things outside of God's will. You're not doing things prayerfully with under God's uh, God's intention. I, I think I don't agree with that personally, but I certainly don't want to alienate anyone, uh, any Wiccans or any Pagans out there. Li- like I said, uh, or Hindus, or Muslims, or atheists, or anybody else, because I feel like, like I said, I feel like God is reaching out to all of us, and He reveals Himself through all of these experiences. And mm-hmm. really, when uh, when uh, when a pagan casts a spell, they're making a wish. They're really saying a prayer, right? And maybe God chooses to answer the prayer to the to the affirmative. Now, if if you're, I would say, if you're putting curses on people. I mean, there's, that's, there's nothing good or positive about that in my opinion, but you know, you can put curses on people without formal witchcraft, just sending hateful thoughts towards others is a form of cursing and anybody can, and anybody can do that. It does you don't have to be a witch to do that. So, um, so yeah, I'm not trying to alienate those, um, those folks at all. No, no, I didn't mean to to imply that you were,
0: I was just kind of curious about, you know, like I said, you brought it up a couple of times in, in the negative pejorative. So I wanted to make sure that I, 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 brought it up so we could kind of clear the air there. Um, but all right, so that's that's actually really good. So so the one thing that that the Christianity or a lot of Christians, I mean, I get a lot of hate mail just because I do a paranormal show, and a lot of Christians say that I'm opening myself up to the devil, I'm closing myself off from God, that talking about this stuff is inviting demons and the devils and evil and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I get a lot of hate mail regarding that, um uh, which I think is always I always think it's funny on a side note. I always think it's funny because, you know, that's not a very Christian thing to say to somebody. They should right. try to reach out in a positive way or just, Absolutely. you know, say that I guess he's a lost cause if they wanted to go that route. But um there that's that polarizing part of the paranormal and religion. And I guess I, I guess I really don't have a question. I just wanted to kind of point that out that, that I get more right. hate mail from
1: christians
0: than i do from atheist pagans satanists anything else right
1: yeah and i and first of all um let me apologize on behalf of all christians oh, no, and no, all no. of Christ- yeah. and, and and all of christianity because and this is the very reason i wrote this book is because uh the paranormal should not be polarizing to christians because christianity is a paranormal faith sure, you know sure sure that's that's Look, the thing. it says ghost
0: and, right in the it says ghost right on the top three there you got the father the son and the holy ghost so i mean like you right. Know, it's
1: right there on the title the the word ghost just means spirit you know that's that's what it means and um it's interesting too and i'll talk about this in my book the paranormal christian but when um there's a couple of examples where the, the disciples saw jesus and and thought he was a ghost one when he was at his resurrection and he said see that i have flesh and bones a ghost doesn't have flesh and bones well, he could have debunked ghosts right there. He could have said, you know, there's no such thing as ghosts, so it must be me. The sure. same thing as when he was walking on the water and they were ter- as the Bible says, they were terrified thinking that he was a ghost and he says, you know, it's it's it is I, you know, take courage. Um But doesn't that uh, imply
0: know. that there are ghosts then if the Bible's talking about them that they're afraid that he is a ghost? That right. implies that there are ghosts or that we're seeing ghosts around that time or, of
1: Jesus. Or at least if they believed in ghosts, whether ghosts are real or not. Sure, but if they're, they ghost, them, if, see, if they're seeing ghosts, if if they're seeing stuff,
0: if the Bible talks about that there are ghosts at the beginning, you know, the ghosts of Jesus time, it's a pretty good indicator that ghosts were around at that time. And if you look up a lot of the stuff from, um, you know, from China, where they go back yeah. ten thousand years, and they're talking about paranormal experiences and UFOs right. and extraterrestrials and whatnot. You know, there's a lot right. of stuff that kind of could predate Christianity, depending on your, you know, sure. views of it. So it's it's really interesting to me that, that that right there should be enough for them to stop and go. Oh, they talk about ghosts. They talk to Jesus about ghosts.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I totally agree. And I mean, the these experiences, the experiences of of para, of the paranormal, the experiences of seeing ghosts, are something that crosses all cultural. Uh, and religious or, or irreligious backgrounds, uh, through all time. And I personally have seen ghosts, so I know they're real. Sure. And, and my thing too is, but I believe everything the Bible says, I believe, I believe the Bible is a true, uh, revelation of, of the, 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 the spirit world and and the God that created everything. Uh, but what I'm trying to tell Christians is that the Bible doesn't contradict this stuff. You don't have to be uh, afraid of it. Now, um, the warnings though are there for a reason too, because it's like, God calls us to do different things. Some people are are great at uh, ministering to the homeless. For, for for others, it's not your calling. Some people are really good at helping those uh, in disaster relief. That's what they're called to do. Other people help those who are hungry, poor, starving, that kind of thing. Maybe God calls some of us to be in more of these other areas. I mean, I can't help the fact that I've always loved horror films, sure. that I grew up listening to Black Sabbath and, uh, and, and Ozzy Osbourne and, and heavy metal and stuff. And I just love it. And I still love it. And uh, in fact, you'll get more stories about the spirit world through a through your average black Sabbath song than you ever will through a country song <laughs> That's very or, true. or a pop song. Yeah. You know, uh, you'll find out a lot more about what's going on in the spirit world. A lot of times listening to that stuff. But anyway, the point is, is like some of us are, I think, more called to this. I mean, Jesus said to his critics, uh, hey, you know, a, a physician, you know, the the well don't have a need of a physician. So because he was getting criticized for being around people drinking alcohol and prostitutes and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, hey. I'm going to be out here with people that need me, you know, and so um, to say that there's danger, there is danger, there can be danger, because, you know, if you, um, if you need to, okay, uh, if you need to go to an element of town to, to do a certain purpose, then you might take, you might have to take some risks, you know, if you uh, want to reach people in a bar uh, that don't go to church, you might have to risk being in a bar where it's a little rougher, you know, they're, they're going to be, you know, it's not going to be the same environment as church, but you're in an echo chamber at church oftentimes because those people in the bar, no one from church is brave enough to go into the bar and just have a, have a, have sure. a pint and just chit chat for a minute, sure. you know, and show like, Hey, we're all God's creatures. You know, we don't think we're better than you just because we're Christians. You know, we know how depraved that we are or can be. And that's why we, we lean on, on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that freedom is there for everyone.
0: Sure. Of course. Now we're getting close to the 50 minute mark and I want to make sure I kind of keep us close to the hour, but there's something that I always bring up on my show um, that you kind of already brought up, which is very intriguing. I love it. And that is, is I always ask my guests or listeners who call in about their own personal paranormal experience. Now you said you saw ghosts. Is there any paranormal experience that you'd like to relay? Because I love hearing about personal paranormal experiences.
1: Yes, I've had several experiences. Um, of course, I I, I detail them in my book, *The Paranormal Christian*, and I relate them to the Bible experiences and to the experiences of others, both famous and then people that I've interviewed myself. Um, there's there's really too many to mention, but uh, Is not there that, one that uh, stands out. Well, um, I had a ghost experience that I thought was really really interesting, um, and it was so unexpected. Uh, And this happened to me years ago, where I was in uh, Big Lake, Minnesota, which is kind of a small town, and it's actually near a big lake. Of course, anybody familiar with Minnesota knows there's a lake around every corner. Exactly. But I was out there. I was out there in in in, you know kind of country farmland areas, and I was staying with my um, my mother and father-in-law, and everybody had gone to bed, and I went outside uh, to just kind of have some meditation, uh, have a cigar, just chill out a little bit before bed. And uh, as I'm as I'm sitting there beside the, this old barn type, uh, structure that my father-in-law had out there. Um, and and there's this old wooden fence, like one of these ones, that looks like a hundred years old Sure. and it's dark outside, you know, it's under, it's under, there's a moon, there's a moon out. It's no city lights really, but, uh, a little light on the building. And anyway, I'm just sitting there minding my own business and this globular, um, orb, uh, shimmering, thing started a ghost spirit just started floating uh from down the little little dirt road there and started coming towards me and uh it was it was amazing it looked like um it had like rainbow colors like shimmering and it was uh kind of globular but it was uh it it also didn't wasn't a fixed form like it kind of it was kind of a little bit gelatinous sure sure. how how it how it moved And then I watched this thing and I just, and I just, once I spotted it, I followed it with my eyes and it went inside the building that I was uh, standing next to. So when I saw it, like material, like it went through the wall of the building. So then I put my um, ear up to the, to the, to the side of the wall and I could hear a woman sobbing on the other side. Really? And it, oh yeah. And it, now that really startled me actually. And so I immediately jumped and I started praying, you know, for that soul. And, uh, and immediately when I started praying, the sobbing stopped and I'll put my ear to the, uh, to the, to the wall and, um, uh, and it's, and it was gone and it never came back out. Did so. you,
0: did you mention it to your father-in-law? Do you find anything about the building or would anybody die there? I mean, was there, how old was the building? Like, you know, like that kind of stuff. Did you research it at all?
1: Um, I didn't actually do any research on the, on the building there. That's a good point though, because, um, you know it's for him it's his work he's got like a on the side where the spirit went into there's a like a work shed there mm-hmm. and then it's a garage on the other side and the building is quite old and it predates when he owned uh owned the house and uh you know my, my father-in-law's um are departed now himself but um i did tell you know i did tell the family the next morning and you know everybody got like a good laugh out of it and sure. i mean it wasn't you know, it, they believed me. Sure. But uh, there wasn't any serious investigation or anything like that. And, did they uh,
0: did they? Because usually when you say like, hey, you know what? This odd thing happened. I saw a ghost. I saw something I can't explain. That usually tends to open up that conversation, especially if it's around a table, a dinner table, breakfast table where they start sure. to say, oh, I've had an experience and I've had an experience. Did that kind of thing? Yeah. happen?
1: Yeah. that. Oh, yeah. No, people people share have shared experiences Uh nothing to to where I could trace like, oh, yeah, this particular parcel of land has a history. But, you know, people that but they but there's other stories that people have in the family that uh, that come up at those moments. And and that kind of thing certainly happened. But but, yeah, um, you know, this was this was years ago. Uh, knowing what I know now as a journalist, I think I would have. Uh, and that's actually not a bad idea. Maybe I should actually do a little bit of uh research on that on that land and see if there's anything going on and yeah and, and i always try to recommend find out it.
0: yeah yeah I always yeah, recommend that you know just to take a you know the basic look uh the basic research especially with the internet now it's so much easier um you can go to newspapers.com and for like seven dollars you can yeah. join for a while but yeah there's a lot of research that can be done and my guess is more more often than not people find something that kind of can be attributed to what they saw or what they heard especially in an old building
1: like that so
0: you know it's something but do fun you to think
1: do. It was a, and like I say, it was a woman's voice. Do you think something bad happened to her? Maybe? Well, that's or very a
0: possibility. Like or it was just yeah. a I mean, there's a there's two types of paranormal experiences that people see. There is the interactive one. And then there's one that's just basically a recording, especially right. in a place like Minnesota, where, like you said, there's a lot of running water and there's also right. a lot of limestone and a lot of quartz as well. Right. And those kinds of things keep getting brought up again and again and again. To, to me and to other paranormal investigators that we start to put those two and two together that it does seem like it's almost like something was playing on a loop and you just happen to be there at the right moment at the right time to catch a piece of that loop so either Maybe could so. Have something happened to her or she lost a loved one and you're just watching the reaction of the end of that day you know you never know but i guarantee you that, the, that if you look back far enough you'll find that Something about a a woman, you know, that lost a husband, lost a family, lost a child member. Something tragic probably happened on that land.
1: Yeah, very, very true. Very interesting. Well, hey,
0: before we go, I want to give you a chance to where can we find the book? For anybody that wants to read your book, where can we get it?
1: So The Paranormal Christian is widely available. You can go to amazon.com. You can also go to Barnes and Noble. Pretty much any uh, of your finer booksellers are going to have it. You can just tell them you want your copy of The Paranormal Christian. You can also look me up on my website. It's zoranpress.com. That's zoranpress.com. And How do you spell I have that? a face it's Zoran, Z O R A N. Okay. .com. And I have a, uh, I have a Facebook business page for the paranormal Christian, which has uh, a growing uh, list of followers. It's free. Oh, excellent. Follow, I'll make sure I can... link that for you. Yes, sir. Thank you. And uh, I also have a film review site as well. I'm a I'm a film critic, too. So, hey, for all of you out there, if none of this rang your bell and you just like movies, well, then maybe we'll connect in that way. Well, what's that site? How do we find that? that's called it's called la film reviews
0: excellent oh actually i gotta take a look at that i love i love yeah. a good film review and i used to do it myself for years so i love that. oh
1: yeah so la film reviews i just posted up a, a review on the joker i actually made a comparison of how eerily reminiscent uh, the night the 2019 joker experience is to what we're seeing right now with the unrest and uh but but we do a lot of fun stuff a lot of comic book movies and i love horror films and basically any good cinema you know is going to be there and uh, so yeah, LA Film Reviews on Facebook. You'll you'll like it.
0: Excellent. I got to take a look at that too. Well, hey, th- I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk to me, especially during a pandemic and and this time of day as well. So I really do appreciate it. Oh yeah. I hope that that I didn't come off as as you know negative to Christianity or to religion because that is not my stance at all. I want you to know that like I talk about it on on a lot of episodes that I'm very open to a lot of it. But again, I just don't think that any, any one man-made religion is, or not man-made, but any one religion that man has gotten right. But I hope that you didn't take any offense. Stitch, I'm trying to apologize. Hold on, pal. (laughs) Uh, I hope that, uh,
1: I hope that, uh, I hope I didn't offend you. That wasn't my intention. Not at all. all. Not at all. And like I said, I, I'm, my point is I want to bridge the gap. I want to bring people from all walks of life together under a common picture and And, um, you know, and there are a lot of people that are really do have serious issues and bad hurts and pains and feelings. And I'm, I'm trying to, this is a ministry. The paranormal Christian is a ministry. I want to heal people through this, you know, and, uh, and, and bring people together, not, not push people apart.
0: Well, excellent. That's, that was my goal. That's why when, when I got approached to, to, to talk to you, I said, well, this would be really interesting. Cause like I said, it can be very polarizing and very negative. And there's a lot of people I'm sure that are going to read The description of this episode and go it's just not for me and that's fine but i hope that people listen to this conversation and open i hope it's an open conversation i felt like it was on my end anyway an open conversation that two people can have about religion about paranormal and that it doesn't need to be taboo
1: absolutely absolutely and uh i think that people will be very surprised uh, when they when they hear what I have to say about these things,
0: yeah, and like I said, I I've read your book and and or as much as a, uh, that I could in the couple of days of very busy days that I could, and I read a a, a large percentage of it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I really do appreciate you. you taking the time to to come on to my show and and I'll let you know I'll I'll make sure I hit you up and let you know when the episode comes out and uh, any Sounds feedback great. I get about it. Uh, thank yes, you. Sir. Have a great weekend. Thank you for taking the you time too. to chat with me. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Well, there you have it. That was a very interesting conversation with Richard D. Lewis. Once again, uh, very religious heavy. I I don't know really what to expect. I don't know if you guys are going to enjoy that. You guys are going to not enjoy it. You didn't like this. It's too much of a departure from a typical Paranormal Almanac episode. I don't know. But... I thought it was a very interesting conversation. Once again, the book is called The Paranormal Christian, Bridging the Gap Between Unusual Experiences and the Biblical Worldview by Richard D. Lewis. He told us where you could find it. Uh, Amazon is one of the places. It's very easy to find, I'll tell you that. Uh, I read the book. Like I said in the interview, I read most of the book. By, By the time of this interview, that I did the interview, I had read at least three quarters of the book, if not more. I was almost finished with it. I did have to skip around a bit, though, because it is a lot like reading the Bible. A lot like reading the Bible. There is a lot of scripture in there. There is a lot of reference to Bible verses in there. And that's just not for me. The Bible part isn't for me. But the paranormal part was. And there's enough of it in there that I did genuinely enjoy his book. Is it a little bit on the preachy side in my uh, my tastes? Yes, it is. But... Again, this is a very difficult topic to combine, the paranormal and Christianity, and he did it. I give him mad respect for the fact that he was able to do it and write a book. It has a lot of personal experiences and stories in there. I was hoping to get a couple of those stories on the episode. It didn't really work out that way, but you know, he didn't want to give it all away. He wanted people to you know, buy the book to hear the stories. So, again... I don't know what any of you guys are going to think of this. If you're going to listen to the episode or if you're going to, you know, quit 25 minutes in. I apologize that the intro part of this episode was on the wrong microphone setting. I didn't even know there was a wrong microphone setting. I don't know how webcam got defaulted into it, but there you have it. You know, it always goes to show you something weird's going to happen, of course, and, uh, you know, you just got to roll with it. I listened to it. I thought it was sounded okay. It was definitely not this quality, but it sounded okay. You could hear the news stories. You could hear the shout-outs. You could hear my very lengthy warning about this episode. It's not going to be for everybody. So it was well enough that you guys could get the gist of it. But ultimately, again, I want to thank Richard D. Lewis for coming on. I want to have anybody on that wants to have an intelligent conversation about the paranormal. If we differ, I'm going to bring it up. But... I still want to have intelligent conversations because that's what I like. That's the Art Bell part of this show that I really like is getting a chance to talk to people I would not have talked to like like Richard and finding some interesting nuggets in there. And I think we did. I hope we did. I hope you enjoyed it. If you got to this far, thank you so much for listening. Once again, I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. Uh, you laugh, was it? Uh, hey, I can hey,